from the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 95. Uh, I don't know what is going on here in Southern California, but apparently the tables have turned. This week is hot. Uh, yesterday, it was 105 and humid. Now, that's kind of unusual for this area. We usually don't get humidity. For those of you living in Florida, I don't know. How, honestly, I don't know how you did it. My friends, I have some friends who live in Houston. I don't know. I don't know how you can live in Houston, Texas. All of us around here are like losing our minds. We can't believe it. Southern California is like, what is happening? Is it the apocalypse? See, this is just another thing that's happening. We're all like losing our minds, running for the ocean or running for the mountains. Like, we got to get out of here. There's humidity. Yeah, not sure what to do, but I have to tell you this. My skin has never felt better, right? Because uh, a little sweat on the top of the skin apparently makes it nice and, and soft. And so I'll take it. I'm out here on the front porch suffering on behalf of all of you listening here at Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much for those of you who continue to listen to each and every one of these episodes. I truly, truly, truly uh, consider it a privilege uh, to, to sit with you and to be with you. I, I sometimes have this, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a visual person, but I sometimes imagine certain people that I know listen to the podcast sitting out here with me and like we're having a conversation. And I know it's a one-sided conversation, uh, but I really, really love the, the relational part of it. I really love that so many of you have been able to say, listen, I'm listening and I've learned some stuff. And, and so I just want to say thanks for listening and subscribing and, and sending these off to your friends and social media and whatever else you guys do. Thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate it. And I consider it a high honor. Uh, to be a part of that. And so I'm suffering out here on the front porch in this humidity. I got a little sweat going on and it doesn't matter because I'm here with you and I'm excited about the passage that we're about to go into. But before I say that, uh, for those of you who continue to donate on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional, just want to say thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for financially being a part of this podcast and being able to make it happen. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you'd like to make a donation, there's some little goodies there. I sent out some devotionals. I do a weekly blog that kind of summarizes um, the the podcast that I do for the week, uh, give some extra insights on them. So uh, if you would like to do that, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. You can sign up there. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now to our passage. 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. I love this passage so much. I, I remember uh, when Patty and I were first married, and, and I think I've used this story before, but it's good enough story. I think it's important to repeat. But Pat, Patty and I were uh, first married, and uh, I was kind of a hot emotional mess. Now, I'm 21 years old. Okay, so first and foremost, I'm a 21-year-old 
guy figuring out life and everything. And now I'm married and I'm like, okay, well, what do I do here? And so I had some pretty deep rooted insecurities in my life. And, and my wife, God bless her. Uh, she's not, uh, not known for being an affirmer, right? She's very, tr- she's a truth teller. That's who she is. So when she does give a compliment, it is a hundred percent truthful. Uh, she's right to the point and gets after it. But so early on, that was such a struggle for me. I desired so much more from her. And I remember when we were first married, I would say to her like, hey, babe, I love you. And she would say, uh-huh. And I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, I guess that's not really the response I was hoping for. Um, you know, I was hoping for like, I love you too. You know, you're the best man in the whole world or something like that. You know, I mean, something small, whatever. Um, and so, you know, on the phone call, hey, babe, I just want you to know I love you. And she would be like, uh-huh. We'll talk to you. See you a little later. And I'm like, man, what's going on? You know, and you know, in your early years of your marriage, you're thinking this is as like good as it gets, right? Like we're supposed to be saying, I love you all the time. And so one night I just decide I'm just going to lay it on real thick. Right. And so I'm like, you're the, you know, I'm, you're the moon to my ocean. I never said that, but you know, like laying it on really, really thick about how much I love her, how much she means to me. And I said, and I love you so much. And she said, okay, good night. And I finally was like, got frustrated. I'm like, what's, what's your deal? No, I mean like seriously, what is your deal? I've been throwing out the, I love you's like crazy with nothing in return. And I'm actually getting, starting to get really worried. Like what is happening? What is going on? And she said something I'll never forget. And it has literally transformed my thinking. And it, it really was a turning point in our relationship. She said, Jeff, your, I love you is for you. It's not for me. You keep saying it because you want me to say it back so you can consume that love. Now, I do love you, but I'm not going to be used. Love is too important. It's too valuable to be wasted in that way. And I wanted to fight her on it, but I knew she was right. And she was right. I was being selfish with my love. I was trying to get her to say it back to me so I could feel like everything was okay. And as it relates to this particular passage, I have this idea as I'm reading through this passage that we have a very consumeristic way in which we view love. And John is trying to help us understand how important, how valuable, and what love is all about. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You know, it's interesting to me that most often when people refer to this passage, it's the perfect love that casts out fear. That's the only part of the passage they grab. I imagine as people post this passage or they put it on a coffee mug, and to be honest, I, I, I not that I had forgotten about this passage, but I, I saw it on social media and I thought, wait, I need to go in and study that, right? But they only played, they only showed that part. Perfect love casts out fear. You know, people are putting it on coffee mugs, right? It kind of has this very romantic feel on it. It's like, baby, my love for you, it casts out all fears. And the girl swoons, oh my gosh, you're the best. And they embrace. But the reality is this. This is actually, this passage is pretty in your face. It's a pretty in your face statement from John. He is making some, he's basically saying this, you don't get love if you've got fear. You you don't get it 
He's essentially saying, do you know what Jesus has done for you? Do you, do you know what his sacrifice on the cross, what it did? Do you know what perfect love does and did? What he's saying is live like it. This passage is, it's beautiful. It's confrontational. What he's saying is you're not living like that. You're missing out on the beauty of this passage because those of us who fear, it has to do with punishment. There's this weight that we have in fear. You know, Jesus is constantly trying to pull this out. Uh, First Peter's trying to pull this out. Don't be anxious for anything. This anxiety, these fears that we have. I mean, last episode, we talked about death. And for so many people, this fear of death is missing out on the love because of the fear. And he's kind of confronting them and you and me and saying, do you know what Jesus has done? Because this passage is about death, betrayal, and resurrected life. This is what Jesus endured for us to have that perfect love that casts out fear. It cost him his life. But so often we're so busy trying to consume love and we also consume fear. And those two are at odds with each other. And so John to this young church is trying to help them weed their way through this tension. And the reality is so often we want to move past those parts in our own lives, don't we? The hard parts, the difficult parts, right? We want to move past them. We want to, we only want to receive the, the resurrected pieces of our faith, but not the part about death, you know? Dying to ourselves, dying to the realities of this world, dying to the things that, the fears that keep us tethered here and, and not seeing the resurrected life that he's given to us. And here's the scary thing. If you don't know and live into that part of your life, you will never You will really struggle to experience this kind of fear abolishing love. So many people say, and I know I've brought this up before, but it is really important. I don't feel God. I don't sense his presence. I don't feel his love. And I would say, tell me about your fears. And watch people go through the list of fears in their life. The fears of abandonment. The fears of security. The fears of loneliness. And on and on and on. And maybe you can add some right now. Some of the fears that you have right now. What John is saying is this. Listen, this is so good, please. Perfect love. Jesus' perfect love stepped in place of those fears, died and rose again so you could have life and true love in him. So how does this practically impact our lives? How does this love practically impact our lives? As with so many other passages in scripture, it's about 
identity. Where is your identity found? And when we crucify ourselves to Christ, right? See, crucifying ourselves to Christ is there's a death to ourselves, death to those fears so that I can receive Christ, receive his love, receive his peace, receive his patience. This is good news. As Paul says, then and only then can we receive the benefits of this kind of love. It it makes sense why so many people don't sense God or experience God because fear has gripped their lives. Is that you? If I think again about this period of time we're in, what I hear is fear. Fear. So many fears. Is that you? As we fear, we lose, we, we lose insight and perspective. It distracts us. The word anxiety, when he says, cast your care, or uh, don't be anxious for anything, when Jesus says that, a word anxiety literally means distraction. Fear is like a distraction. It's distracting us from the love that God gives to us. And so much of our security in this world is as reality of us not embracing the beautiful truth of what Jesus did on the cross. And as we don't live into that reality, that truth, that love, that perfect love, we continue to be held into bondage of this world and what John is trying to awaken us to is that Christ has done to work. He has done the work. Now we get the opportunity. We get the opportunity to live it out. So beautiful, so difficult, but so life-giving. And what I saw, what I see and I've seen and I saw, like I told this story uh, about Channing Johnson uh, in episode, in the, in the last episode, in uh, episode 94, I saw that in him. He wasn't afraid to die and he had received the perfect love of Jesus which ushered him into eternity and really truly impacted the way he lived his life here on earth. And it's what we're all being invited into. Because to experience this kind of love is to completely abandon yourselves to the hands of God. So the question I have is this, have you experienced this kind of love? Have you? That casts out fear? that doesn't keep you in bondage? And if so, how has it changed your life? Or how is it changing your life? Oh, Father of love, we love your perfect love. And we are learning to love you with all of our hearts, our souls, and our mind, and our strength. Be patient with us as we work out this fear and embrace your love. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe